0: As far as the specific topic of what I wanted to do today, it's an issue that I have uh, explored before, but the main reason that I want to deal with it is because I have a different solution. So that, that's where. Uh, so let, let's begin. In the beginning of the parasha, Vayiyu Chayes Sara, Mei Ashana v'Srim Shana v'Sheva Shanim. Shnei Chayes Sara, V'Tamat Sara Arba so we're told that Sarah dies in Kirid Arba, which is Hebron, Be'eretz Canaan. The, the term Be'eretz Canaan is actually quite important, and I'll come back to it in a second. And Avram came in order to eulogize her and to mourn or cry for her. The first thing is, again, just to keep in mind, and this I mentioned last year as well, what's hovering above us is the Brit ben Abtarim, Geyer that you're going to be a stranger in a land which isn't yours which means even something as basic as being able to find a place to bury a loved one it's something which becomes much more complicated so much so that there are those who see this as one of the uh, one of the 10 tests that Avram goes through but what what i want to deal with is really just two words today really one word Avraham, and Avraham came. So the, the question, of course, is where did he come from? So we're told that she dies in Kirin Arba, which is Khaivran. So today we are going to deal a little bit with the geography, with uh, the map. If we, for some, whatever reason, need to uh, to uh, refresh in our minds, and I'm not even dealing with the whole other side of this, is the second part of the parsha when he sends back <clears throat> his servants to his hometown and he said where, wherever that may be we we're just limiting ourselves to the land of israel so we know that avram and later on yaakov there are some things that takes place by Shechem. that's the first place that avram comes we have Beit el where he comes afterwards we have some intrigue with the wars of the kings and so on and shalem you shalem we have hara maria eretz maria so all of that i'm, I'm going to call just because of our map i'm going to call the center to, towards the north Of course, everything's relative, because Jerusalem is obviously not the north of Israel, but when your northernmost place, which is identified as Shechem, so then maybe it does place Israel much more towards the center, or if anything, somewhat towards the north. We also are going to find Hebron and Kirat Arba, which is underneath, and 'er Beersheba, which is underneath, which means we almost have a straight line over here, going from 'er Beersheba to Hebron, to Haramariah, Beit El, and up to Shechem, and those of you who also know, there may be a highway that one can travel to get to, at least some of the places, not necessarily all of them. The other things which may be of interest, we have circled all the way down below, Be'er L'chai ro'i. we'll see if we have a chance to get there. We have Eretz Plishtim down along the coast, Aza. We have a couple of Midbarim, we have a Midbar here, another Midbar there, Midbar Paran, Midbar Shur. So um, if we now go back to, you know, what is we're talking about, it seems to be that for for the moment we have Sarah dying in Hebron, Kirad Arba, and the other places I want you to take note of are Yerushalayim, which is further north, and then Be'er Sheva, which is further south, and that's really all the information we need to be able to begin. But Tamat Sarbi, Kirit Arbi, Hebron, Beretz Canaan. So again, the emphasis of Canaan, because it's not a land which Avraham, as of this moment, owns. It's still Canaanite land, and being Canaanite land creates for us at least one of the points which is of of intrigue, because finding this place to bury is not as simple as we would have thought, but now I'm already repeating myself. So, the other thing to keep in mind is when we ended last week, or towards the end of last week, so we had para bet, So I just want to point out a couple of points of reference in kafbet. One, this is after he gets the command to, of the akeda, which of course is also being simplistic because he was never commanded of the akeda, but the commandment of to take his son and to offer him as an Ola. So we're told that we have over here a group of four people who are traveling, and Yitzchak. And of course, Avram. We went to the place that God said, which is interesting because God only had said the place that I'm going to tell you, which, where is that place? On the third day, so now that's a hint that there are three days that went by. Avram lifts up his eyes, and he sees the place. Whatever happens, happens. You know, this is like one of the few talks where people are going to mention the Akedah, and we're only not. We're not concerned with the drama, with the saving, with the whole thing. We're just skipping all of that. That's not important for us today. We're concerned with the lead-up and then the follow-up. And then Pasuk Arav. Then Avram comes back from the mountain. He comes back to the young men. And they pick up, el And they travel to Ber Of course, one of the questions that comes up is, where's Yitzchak? And then Avram settles in Beershava. So less we have seen Avraham he's in Bereshiva, and then the parsha very quickly comes to an end, right? That was pasuk Yitet. and then we have again a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And we're told the various people who were born, and we're told about Rivka, and that that point the parsha could end. The we were previously also told about Avraham's living in Be'er Sheva in source 3, which is immediately before the commandment of the Akedah, again being superficial, that the Akedah is Perikof Bet, this is the end of of Aleph. V'yitah shall be Sheva, sham b'shem Hashem Avraham plants whatever he plants, whatever the shell is, and he calls out God's name. And Avraham lives in what's called Eretz Plishtim for a long time. So again, exactly where he lives and where he's planting and so on should be a little bit more complicated than we let on before. And once again, I want to... Go back to our map, because we're told he lives in Eretz Plishtim, so now you realize I didn't put that in green, but that's here more towards the the coast. Eretz Grarh, one of the things we should be familiar with is that God didn't take us Derech Eretz Plishtim when we left Egypt, where we could have come up the coast. So there's Eretz Plishtim. So we didn't go Derech Eretz Plishtim, but we're told now that Avraham lives in Eretz Plishtim, even though he has his Eshel in the be- in Beersheba. Notice underneath Beersheba, of course, is the Negev and the Midbar, Midbar Paran, and as I said, the other side, Midbar Shur. So, therefore, in our imagination, which we're told about from Chazal, where Avraham invites the guests coming in off of the desert. So, if uh, and if his Eshel is someplace in the area of Beershaba, you can imagine people coming in, maybe off of a couple of different areas in order to pass by this place. The the thing that I don't know off the top of my head, which can be researched, is exactly I I, I hinted before about the Derech Hamelech. If you know about this. And uh, the King's Highway, so that that's going towards the north. The question is, where exactly were the travel routes going towards the south? But presumably, Avraham is quite aware of these travel routes, and that's exactly where, again, according to Chazal, he puts his uh, he puts his or his tent. Although it's very interesting because the pasuk, uh, you know, gave us there for two references, and let's just go back and look at the two references again. On the one hand, it says, so on the one hand, we're told that Avraham is by Eretz Pleshtim, on the other hand, we're told about Be'er, Be'er Sheva, so again, let's just consider that Pasuk one more time, where it says, again, at the end of Perik, Kaf Gimel, sorry, Kaf uh, Aleph, where it says, Vayita Eisho Be'er and then VeYegarav Rambam Now, of course, it's possible that Beersheva is part of Eretz Plishtim. So Eretz Plishtim is a little broader than we would have noted, and therefore I've made up just this artificial problem: Is it Bereshiva Eretz Plishtim? Then say Bersheva is part of Eretz Plishtim, and that's of course where he is making this deal with Avimelech. So maybe Avram actually lives in Beersheva, but we're told the general place is called Eretz Plishtim. So where did Avraham come from? So we have actually right now two possibilities of location. One, of course, Sarah dies in Kirid Arba, which is Hebron. Two, the last the last we knew, Avraham was, and presumably Sarah, were living in Beersheba, which creates our problem. So the source number four is the Targum Yonatan, which of course, and five, we'll read the Hebrew. V'atamat Sarah be Arba, hi Hebron Shel Canaan. Avraham min Har Ha'avodah. Which is min pulchana. So what's Har avoda? That's the that's where the Beit Hamikdash will one day be. Harha moria. He did avoda there. and he found that she had died. lufkota. Which is really a real a very interesting um, translation. If you read the verse again, it says that. Sorry, but Tamat Chevron, Avram the of Kota. So rather, it added a little bit more in from to the narrative. That where did Avram come from? Well, Avram had last time we had heard he the last we had heard. Well, it's interesting. He was headed towards Beresheva, but the last place that we know he was was in Har HaMoriya. So therefore, it says, okay, he may again just you know, parsing this a little bit it says, yeah, he's heading towards Beersheba, but Avram is still on the way. So presumably, and once again, if we uh, if we return to our uh, map, so therefore, presumably, what has happened... And again, I'm reading into this maybe even more than I should. I'm going to be guilty of that a lot today. Maybe he comes from Yushalayim, from Har Moriah. He comes down on the way to Beersheba, but guess what? There's a place that you could travel to. I know today... Um, if most people going to Beersheba, they're not going to take that route. They're not going to go through Hebron, and they're going to instead go on a different highway. But you know what? That may have been a very good way to go. That may have been a way which made a lot of sense to travel. And the truth is, you can still do it today. I uh, heard this horror story. It's not really a horror story. But when he told it, he thought it was a horror story by uh, a, a, a fellow that I know, that his daughter was in the army, and she... Uh, she put on ways to get from Beersheva to get to a Givadzev, and it took her through the shortest route as ways does sometimes going right through Har uh, Chevron uh, and and uh, he got very nervous and started calling all of his friends in the army to track her down and give her army escort to make sure that everything was going to be okay and he kept her on the phone the whole time so anyway no it's interesting. I wonder if Avraham had army escort the entire uh, the entire time that he traveled. But go, going back now, th- that's one solution, and we understand exactly where he got it from, because that's the last time, place that we had seen him, even though there was this expressed intention of going someplace else. In the Midrash, it tells us a couple of different possibilities in source number six, and we'll, and we'll see soon how the the more famous Mepharsham will deal with some of this. Medrash Rabbah, again, classic Bereishah Rabbah, source six. Rabbi Levi Amar Mikvuratoshel Terach Lesaraba. Now that's fascinating because again, if you did the math, you would realize that Terach died only two years before this. Which of course the Medrash knows because it does the math as well as I can do the math. but look, Terach Kadma, Sarah Now that that I could take issue with. He dies two years before, and again, if you look at the Rashi towards the, at the very end of Parshat Noach, you'll see where the whole math is. He dies two years before Sarah dies, but maybe somebody goes and sends a message and goes and finds Avram again. He didn't send a fax, and believe it or not, most likely Avram also didn't have WhatsApp. So he also didn't get the immediate message. So therefore, till the guy comes and tells him, until Avram travels back, until he comes back again, that's such an interesting first approach from Rvlevi. Is that why isn't Avram there? Because Avram had other responsibilities. Avram goes, and by the time he comes back, now he's find out that his wife has passed away. So, of course, there should be some kind of a, of an echo of the, when the, the Rav told us that, you know, when the Rav suffered uh, three losses within a couple of months. So here Avram has this two losses. Of course, there's a two-year time difference, but he comes directly from one Leviah, and he finds himself having to go to another Leviah. But, as I said, the second opinion didn't like this. Rabbi Yossi didn't like this. So he says, no, so then where did he come from? And he says instead, har He came from Harhamoria which is what we had just now seen, the horror of the Pulchana, the horror of the Avodah, the horror straight from the Akeda. Now that's fascinating because what it did, and by the way, for you it's not fascinating. The reason it's not fascinating for you because you've grown up knowing this. But it's fascinating that it makes this association, which is not a simple association. <laughs> We just now read, again, for all of you, maybe may be really simple because we were brought up this way, but I want to assure you it's not as simple as you think it is, because it's going to do a couple things. One, please recognize that we, that means me and you, have no idea how old Yitzchak was during the Akedah. Now, some of you, of course you know, and how do you know? You know because of what the midrash just now told you. And there's another midrash which is a little clearer, and that's in the Seder Olam. But it does this kind of funny math, and it says, Well, look, the right after the Akeda, Sarah dies. So therefore, Sarah dies when she's 127. She was 90 years old when she gave birth. So that's 37 years. So therefore, she dies immediately. So therefore, I now I know that Yitzhak was 37 years at the Akedah. Now there's a problem with that. There's actually multiple problems. One problem is, the text didn't feel like he was 37 years old. He's called a nar. Ani hanar. So again, you can argue with me and say, listen, if Avraham is uh, at that point 137, so a 37-year-old could be a nar. You know, sunny, you know, the 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 the, the young person. Maybe some of you even like that, but um i'm I'm not completely convinced that that is the the case. Moreover, there's another problem to this, which is actually far more basic, and I'm not going to point it out yet, but I, I will get there. by the way the, the The other problem is when I link these things together, Rashi then gets even a little worse on us. and again, this is based on earlier sources because then we're also told right then that Rifko was born. So if Rivka was born, then that means that Rivka, when they get me, because Yitzhak is 40 years old, will learn next week when they got married. So that means three years go by. So if he's 40, then she's three. And that's also something which is completely imaginary. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll say this you know, on the other side. When we get to the narrative with her, she doesn't sound like a three-year-old. She. Although last week, I will admit, I heard probably a five-year-old tell a Dvartora about when Eliezer arrives. And the one thing that this girl kept focusing on, she arrived with the camels and all the jewels. She kept talking about the jewels. I told the parents, you better watch out. Some guy shows up with jewels. She's going to take all the water and, uh, and exchange trade the water for the jewels, which sounds like a good deal any day of the week. So uh, she doesn't sound like she's three years old. And you you realize that all of this is constructed when you make lots of assumptions. One that Sarah dies. Be, and notice how the midrash said, because of the tsar of the akedah. That we'll we'll see uh, we'll see at least one authority who's going to embellish this in a way which is really even more painful. That she hears about the akedah. And again, Rashi told us this as well as we're about to see. And therefore, you assume that the Akedah is immediately before. If the Akedah is, is immediately before. That means he's 37, he's 37, and she's born at that point, which means she's three. And I'm going to say it again. All of this is a construction that is not necessarily the Pshat in the psukim. For our point, what does it solve? It solves where Avram came from. He came directly from the Akedah. Even though, as I said, we were told that he was on the way to Be'er Sheva, So maybe one can imagine that this is an easier solution. If we continue in the Medrash Rabbah, just a couple more things to see. One in source number seven, it raises the other problem that we notice. Where exactly is Yitzchak? Where exactly is Yitzchak? So that is the absolutely best um, alibi that one can have. I'm in mean, yeshiva. You know, any any religious guy if he gets accused of anything, say I'm learning in the mirror. By the way, it could even be true. The mirror, the mirror by me, right? Where'd you daven this morning? I daven by the mirror, right? It's even better than the than than the, than the kotel, meaning your wall in your room. I'm at by the mirror. So, a couple thousand people. So, where's Yitzhak? And, that, and that's the solution to all kinds of disappearances. Where'd he go? 14 years missing in Yaakov's life? He was by Yeshiva. Which Yeshiva? Shame to Aver. And I, I do want to mention something about Shame to Aver. So, over here, where's Yitzhak? He went to Yeshiva. Why? Because Avraham sensed after the Akedah that we need even more spirituality. After Avram has the experience of the Akedah, the high of the Akedah, he wants to dedicate his son to be involved in uh, in Torah as well. Some of us may have thought that Shem and Avram are father and son. They're not. If you look at source 8, he Shem, now Shem has a son, Arpach and he has a son afterwards, uh, shalach, and afterwards shalach has a son, which is aver, which means it's it's great grandfather, and great grandson. Now, why in the world would you put them together? So I'll, I'll just tell you: if you do the math, how long all of these people live, you're going to come to the realization that shame outlives aver. And therefore, the two of them are, are are very close. I won't say in terms of age, but they're they're there together, while others aren't necessarily. And then Aver uh, actually even dies before Shame. Shame is a good guy, right? In all of Bereshia, we know this. The good guy is Shame, and all of his descendants are the good people. Not all, but his descendants are the good people, and the bad people, the descendants of Ham, of course. But uh, that's where he goes to the yeshiva of Shame to Aver. In uh, one more thing in the Midrash. Now this is the, the this last tack on of uh, Parakaf Bed. After after all these things, meaning again the episode of the Akedah. Mima harer Amar ilu meit bahara moriah loya meit below below banim. Achshav ma eser eser enu So it starts talking about, you know, who's a possible good match, which we're not going to talk about. But that's why the God says, oh, you know what? I got a girl for you. And therefore, Rivka gets introduced over there because Avram already starts thinking, hold it. If he would have died, then the whole dream would have been over. We got to make sure that Yisrael gets married and have some kids in order to uh, even, by the way, you realize what he's saying. Just in case God asks me to do this again, at least maybe I'll have some kids this way if I have to go and kill him for whatever reason or in case he doesn't make it. But it's very interesting that that's the third element in the Midrash. Rashi, as I hinted, Avram Avram comes, where does he come from? In Beersheba. Now, why does he say he was in Beersheba? Well, that's where we're told that he was going to. That's where he headed after the Akedah. Not, so, therefore, instead of going like the Targum Yonatan or the Suda Yonatan did, and says that he came directly from Har from Har which we also saw in the Medrash, why does he insist Sheva? Because that's where Avram said he's going. So he must have gone there. So instead of the way that I said it, oh maybe he cro- he passed through there. No, he goes in this. He goes to Beersheva and now he has to come back. But nonetheless, Rashi continues and says. That Rashi nonetheless does tell us that her death is linked to the akeda, and that's going to actually set up the whole chronology as well. Because why is Avram Birsheva? That's where he went after the akeda. Why does she die? She dies as a result of the Akedah, and therefore Avram is directly linking these things together, and that solves the problem where Avram had come from, because that's where he was heading after the Akedah had taken place. Now, I'm going to say it again. All of this is not so simple. Matter of fact, the Bharatanura points out, and I'll be honest, I, I was troubled by this myself, and I looked for someone who says it, so it's always better to find somebody else who says it, but you can't, you, it's hard to say, and by the way, the Medjugorje was so brilliant, the way that it wove the whole thing together, but if you actually read, go back to, to that source, source number two, it's the whole Akedah, and then, that's a new section. We don't know what the time frame is over there. As far as I'm concerned, it could be five years, it could be ten years, it could be twenty years. But I'll say it again, the Baal would have no problem saying that, uh, that Yitzchak was only twelve years old by or fourteen years old by the akeda. You have no reason to say that this is immediately afterwards. And 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 by the way, if Yitzchak is that much old, that much younger than the age difference between her between them also. And I'm, I'm going to say this just to be a little bothersome. Rivka may have been older than Yitzchak. You have no evidence to counter that. Right. All that you're told is, and now notice something why we why are we convinced that she's okay, three or young whatever because right then we're told that she's born well, guess what who are we told was born right then we're told B'Tuel was born right then, her father was born by right then bed Ed bituel so you want to tell me that he's also born after the Akedah? oh no. He wasn't born out. He was just told about it. Correct. And he was just told, who told tell you a lot of Rivka. was well, just told about that also. This tells you nothing about when they were born. All that it tells you is when Avram caught up with his long lost family, he left them. We don't know any connection that he may have had. So I'm going to say it again. As far as you know, Rivka is older than Yitzhak is and you have no ability of countering that and showing me any kind of evidence other way around. It doesn't say it here. You'll tell me Chazal. Fine, I'll accept it that Chazal say this, but again, there are different opinions within uh, within Chazal. But my larger point is to say that, right, that Avram now just now came from Harimoriah, or that Sarah dies because she just heard about the Akedah. Because you want to say these two sections are one after another, they're not one after another. There's another section which is in the middle. The other section in the middle is this whole story about the lineage of uh, of Rivka. So therefore, and that's exactly what the barattuner points out it says vayavo avraham source 11 mehekhun ba mi harmorial this about the serah so again that's again one of the opinions and he says he goes that's very difficult how do you know that's where he came from why are you telling me that these are the things one after the other how can you say that this death of Sar is connected to the Akedah in terms of being the next thing there's another parsha in between so why are you telling me that these, these things are one after another they're not one after another there's something in between which sort of ruins this whole story and the whole theme that we know of and I'll say it again, we for the most part we, all of us, who are brought up with Rashi and because we're brought up with Rashi for us, it, it, it's simple Sarah dies because she hears about the Akedah, Sarah dies right after the Akedah Sarah dies and Yitzchak was 37 years old at the Akedah and again I'm pointing out as much, we can I can say it over and over again, but the Baratunur is absolutely correct, you, you really don't have the evidence that you thought that you do, but we still have a problem And what's the problem? From where exactly does Avraham come? Why are Avraham and Sarah in different places? And we'll see the one who actually articulates this the most is the Ramban, but long before we get to the Ramban, I want to look at the Rashbam, who solves the problem in a different way. No, it's a turn of phrase. He didn't come from a different place. It just it, It's just the way that one speaks. The Radak, He came from outside. He wasn't inside the house when she passed away. Okay, or maybe he came a different place. He was outside of Hebron. He wasn't exactly there. But again, all of this is not as uh, as simple as you thought. Rabbi Avram ben Harambam Hakavona B'Vevo She nechnas Asher Meitabah but he came from outside, Mufhal. Again, he came, Ummitzta'er. He came, what does it mean he came in? That he's in shock that, that, that he found that his wife had passed away. And then he writes afterwards, avi abba. And he quotes Maimon. So this itself should be interesting. I don't know how many teachings we have for Maimon. Vakach avi abba mori zal vahere locha kiakina la vabachia ala minha that the mourning that Avram displays is the Minog of the neviim, and therefore uh, this is something which is quite significant and important. Now, Rashi, on the other hand, and this is a different Rashi, this is all the way back in Perik Aleph, let me just remind you where that was, that's when we were told that Avram had lived in this particular place for a very long time. That was in Source 3, V'yita'esha v'ber'shava, v'yikrasham Hashem, Avram lived here for a very long time. And over here, Rashi asks, well, what exactly does that mean? He lived there, which means Beersheva or Eretz Plishtim, longer than he lived in Chevron. Which means that's what it's trying to tell us. What does it mean, longer? 26 compared to 25. And then he starts doing math for you. Those of you who don't like math, ignore everything I'm about to say. He's 75 when he leaves Haran. Then he goes to Elinu which you'll have to also see where that is. That's the only place we see that he lives. All the other places we see that he travels, except for Elinu Mamre. Right? And then he goes to Egypt Those of you who ever wondered how long he was there, he's there for three months, and all of this is coming from the Seder Olam. And then almost right away, Paro sends him away. So now you may not have realized this, but we now actually have three names for Chevron to deal with. Ne Mamre, and by the way, it's a Pasuk. It's called Elonei so, Shebe Hebron. It's Hebron, Elone Mamre, and Kirat Arba. So we have all three of those names to contend with. Shom Yashav Ad Stom. So Rashi says, how long was he there? He was there all the time till Stom was turned over. Miyad misham Avram So maybe, maybe you never saw this before, never read between the lines. Why does he go to Eretz Plishtim? Because he's a little embarrassed about uh, his uh, his nephew. He's a little embarrassed about the way that Lot had behaved, and and uh, he gets away from there. So Avram is still there when stone is turned over. I remember Avram looks, you know, from uh, from up on the hills. So up on the hills of Drum Har Chevron, you can actually have a good view of the Dead Sea. So he goes and takes a look, and he sees the whole thing uh, imploding or exploding or being destroyed, and then he leaves. So that's basically the math. But it says yamim rabim regarding eretz plishdim. So it has to be more than twenty-five years. So that computation of Rashi takes Avram up to the age of approximately hundred and twenty. Right? If it's another twenty-six years after he's a hundred, that takes us up to around the age of a hundred and twenty-six. Now, more or less. Now, exactly how old is Avraham when Sarah dies? So she's 127, so that makes him 137, so we have some more years now to play with. The Torah didn't tell us this in order to confuse us, to explain to us. If it was a lot more than it would have told us. Therefore, we know it has to be a little bit more. So therefore, he tells us that Avraham was there for 26 years. That means at the age of 126, he returns. So therefore, Avraham, according to the computation that we just now went through from Rashi, Avram, where, where does the Avram and Sarah family live? So it depends when. So for the, by the way, it's interesting that they, only, they travel in the center of the country, but they tend to live towards the south of the country, which is actually quite important in terms of the whole archaeology. Nonetheless, we find, according to what Rashi's telling us, until the age of 99, they live in Hebron. Then for 26 years, they leave and then they come back, which takes us 12 years before the Akedah. That means that Avraham now lives where? When he goes to the Akedah, where does he leave? Where did he pack up and pack his lunch and take the two Naarim and together with Yitzchak? means they left from Hebron. Which, but you have one problem with that. What's the problem with that? Why, after the Akedah, does it say that Avraham was on his way to Be'er Sheva? He doesn't live in Be'er Sheva anymore. So why in the world is he headed to Be'er Sheva if Rashi just now established he doesn't live there anymore? Now he lives by Chevron. So you realize that you you know when you, even when we have our solutions, we're still left with our problems. So at least it's almost every time you're going to solve one problem, you're going to get into a different problem. But at least we know we where we are up to. Now, the Ramban, and, and I want to stress something. He didn't need me to say this. The Ramban is really good. The Ramban doesn't miss anything. And he, he he puts the whole thing together. And he makes things easy. I mean, again, just to pre- appreciate, as I prepare, I try to do all of this by myself, but, and the rubban doesn't miss anything. Ve'evoh Avram, Rashi, Mi Bir okay that's the verse hold it a second if Avram is going back to 'er Beersheba why is she in Hebron so therefore again keep in mind what he's doing Avram comes from 'er Beersheba because that day he had some stuff to do but by the way, that's not so simple, because after the akeda, which Rashi is insisting immediately is prior to this, where did he come from? Where did he go to? He goes to Beersheba. So of course he comes from Beersheba, but he's he's wrapping it up a little bit different. No, no, they live in Hebron, so therefore he must have just had some things to do that day. He comes running home. And the And the rabbis say, which again is this thematic connection. Why would it say in the Midrash that Avram came from the Haramariah in order to thematically connect the death of Sarah together with the Akedah? So where did he get the instruction of the Akedah? It must have been from 'er Beershava. Now that's a problem because what did Rashi just now tell us? That Avram didn't live in 'er Beersheba before the Akedah. Twelve years before that he left. Kisham sham visham v khazar so the Rabbi is saying, no that's where he lived that's why he went back there ki kan katuv bit khila v yata yishov be yishova ki sham bshem ki sham kelulam av beresh pushtim yomim rabim v hu garu to be yishova shehu beresh pushtim be yishova eretz pushtim v sham nitz akeda and that's where he was commanded of the akeda v kain shehu biderek shayamim and therefore it took 3 days she eretz pushtim vichka virushalyam shay ilu hevron Bahari. har right kikan katov ka roblu shalyam u vishuv min akidan le vishava khazar kemo shnemar avram Elna arabia kum yakhut el ber shava avram be ber shava lahoroch shanim ve in kayn but if that's the case about Therefore Sarah's death is not connected to the Akeda. Kiloya Avram Darbi Besheva Dar Because the Ramban doesn't want to consider the possibility that Avram and Sarah broke up and were living in different places, although some of you may say, you try to kill my son, <laughs> right? You're like, out of my tent, you know, go someplace else. And she picks up some moves. The Ramban does not want to imagine that the Elta Elta Zayda and Baba. Babi, we we're, were not living together in the same place, he can't even imagine such a thing. But you notice what the Ramban did. Ramban is looking at the Psukim while the Rashi, Rashi is looking at the midrashim. Rashi, looking at the midrashim, has uh, has him in a uh, in a different place. On which means Rashi, who is, I'll say it again, Rashi, who is following the midrashim is therefore thematically linking the Akedah with the death of Sarah, and therefore that's where they live. They live in Hebron, and therefore they set out from Hebron. And I want you to consider something else the Ramban told us in passing, because I consider this to be really interesting. If Avram sets out from Hebron, and of course, again, uh, we can look at the map again, the difference between Hebron and Bersheva, and he says, this is Hara and that's already, you know, Heretz Fleshtim. If he sets out from from Eretz Plishtim, then the three-day traveling makes sense. He travels for three days, and then he gets to the place. But if he leaves from Hebron, then it's a a half-a-day travel by donkey. And I'm I'm always intrigued about this. Did the Ramban, when he got to Eretz Yisrael, did he actually you know, do this all, and and therefore measure, at which point did he write the commentary? And I know, by the way, that he did make some corrections after he came to Eretz Israel. So over here, the Ramban who lives in Eretz Israel, you know, it's interesting because he quoted Apostle King Yeshua to prove his point, but I just wonder if he actually, you know, traveled this, and said, ah, no, exactly, which means if the traveling of three days is a little difficult, and, and, and I'm not going to say impossible, it just colors the test a little differently. Because God says to Avram, the place that I'm going to show you, but what if he gets there after after half a day and he doesn't see it? And he wanders around and wanders around and wanders around. So maybe after two and a half days, he goes back home and says, listen, I, I looked, I couldn't find the place. Uh, you know, sorry, it didn't work out. But And then the torment is more psychological. On the other hand, if, uh, if the traveling took the whole three days, then the three days is not the psychological, again, you could say the psychological torment as you're getting there, but it's just a little different. But the Ramban is saying, don't, just look at all the psukim. Before the Akedah, he lives in 'er Be'er After the Akedah, he goes to 'er Be'er So he lives in 'er Be'er So what is then the conclusion the Ramban got to? Very simple conclusion. What is it? That the Akedah and the death of Sarah are not connected. Because now they live back in Hebron. If they live back in Hebron, some more time must have gone by. Because before and after the Akedah, Avram's in Beersheba. Because we're told beforehand he lives in Beersheba, we're told after he goes back to Beersheba. So therefore the death of Sarah has nothing to do with the Akedah. Now that's interesting. I mean, but the Ramban got all of, again, the Ramban is looking at the Pesukim while Rashi is looking more at the Midrashim. And I hope you all appreciate that point because again, that's what the Ramban wanted you to get out of this. And it seems that Yitzchak was born in Bersheva. We're told before in the whole story of the that takes place before. That's back in Perak what is it? Back back in Perakafalef. This is before Yitzchak is born. So so therefore Yitzchak is born in Beersheva, he lives in Beersheva. We don't know of him again as of this point of him leaving Beersheva at all. And all this should make sense to us. the whole thing is Be'er Sheva, right? Not only that. He goes look at the psukim. So I'm telling you, the Ramban is so good of the uh, over here. He's not ignoring any psukim. He builds a whole case based on the psukim. You have to love the way the Ramban writes. He goes, and sometime later, not connected to the Akedah, completely independent, they traveled back, and that's where this righteous woman passed away. Afal, l'fi'a midrash. But once you go to the midrash, which links the whole thing together, so then you have to go say, no, it's the Akedah, and, and then you've created this whole other problem. He also says, l'fi'a ohel sham. That she had a tent over there, and that's where she's hung out with her with her women, her girls, Vima, right? Um Sarameta Ba oila ba oil And that's the Vayavo. Okay. We'll 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 leave it at that. Rabbeinu Machai makes a wonderful point, Vayavo Avraham, but he says if he really came from another place, it would have said an Avram came from this place. No, which is like what the Rashbam had told us. It's a turn of phrase, and it's more an indication of, uh, of he came to this particular, for this reason. He also writes, Could be he didn't know. So essentially, the Rebbeinu B'chaye is exploring the possibility that Yitzchuk is suffering from post-traumatic stress and after the Akedah, they don't want to uh, tell him about uh, other trauma which has taken place. And also, we don't, we don't hear from him for a while. And uh, he's saying, again, later on, we're going to find him by Be'er Lachairoi, which is why I mentioned this before. Okay. Source 18 and 19 take us back to the Beit Midrash of Shem Ever. And uh, Rashi again filling this up, it says Avram So now Rashi has to say something because Rashi doesn't believe that Avram lives there anymore, right? So why is he going to Be'er Sheva? They live in Chevron now, evidenced by the fact that she died, and that was his whole math of twenty-five and twenty-six years. Now you realize Rashi's being consistent. They the twenty-five and twenty-six years. He goes no, but they don't live there anymore they left 12 years before so he says so why is he going to bear okay he went to bear but he doesn't live there so again you now realize that the Ramban who is not forced to these kinds of interpretations please ignore the evidence because I have a thesis over here you realize the Ramban is actually making the pretty good Argument. We're at that point again, what we're skipping. We're going to skip uh, 21 and 22. There's also the Cheskuni tells us maybe he went to Gan Eden for a couple of years, or he went to Yeshiva. Maybe they're the same. Malbim, but Yosheba Avram. the Feop Shat, Yoshevarim, the Itahimi, Bersheba, Shaycha Azla Eretz Prishtim, Kidat Rashi. Vagam Shachar, Khaitob, and Nachlat Shimon, Azmish. Shelo as mashlo plishtim sham ki hu karov la erets plishtim. Visara yeshvab etahi bechevron. Ubishov avramen akeda shalachet yitzhak lechevron li vaser li emo kichai vu aman benisayon. So it's very interesting because again you see you realize that he's also trying to uh juggle these various elements. The Siftei Kohen writes in twenty nine. So what's Sarah doing in Chevron? Shamati, and this is what I hinted at before. Right? The Satan goes, the Satan makes the trouble and says to Sarah, "Where is Yitzchak?" He went with his father, who's teaching him how to bring a korban. Amr la, the sultan says, Hu ha-Karban. He's the Karban. lohe minalo. Sarah didn't believe it. Hocha itzel achiman. Amr lahim, atem arukim, ar- 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 you're very tall. V'ro'im mi-rachok, you can see a long way off. Hibitu, take a look for a u. Im tiru zakein echad ho-leichim shloshan arim. Tell me if you see an old guy walking with three young people. Amrullah, um, they say to her, We see an old guy who's got a young guy tied down, and she died. I mean, again, if you didn't have enough trouble with the Akeda, so he adds in this other element of the Satan, then uh, kills her. So I, I, I want to now come to the Toldat Yitzhak, a little bit about the Toldat Yitzhak, and he's going to say something which is, I think, quite significant. And I'm going to go a little bit further than he goes with this, because I'm going to try to prove his point. First of all, who is the Tolai Yitzchak? His name is Rabbi Yitzchak Karo. And in case you're wondering, is he related to the other Karo, Rabbi Yosef Karo, the answer is yes. They're quite related. It's not his father. He's he's his uncle. His father passed away when uh, Rabbi Yosef Karo was relatively young, and this is the fellow Yitzchak Karo raised Rav Yosef Karo, so he was his uh, uncle and, in a sense, surrogate father. And, and, and by the way, I do want to mention something. According to like one of the things you know that we can say is you know even according to the Ramban, which goes together what we just now saw. In, that, uh, in the Siftei Kohen, is that Avraham and Sarah both live in Beersheba. And she gets this suspicion that something is wrong, and she starts to make the trip as well. And therefore she travels, she's following them, she goes from Beersheba and from Beersheba and she ends up by Chevron. that's as far as she gets, and she dies trying to stop the Akedah. I, I know it's a, may, perhaps a different way of looking at it, but that's completely pa- plausible again when you follow the, the the roots. And then Avram comes back, and then again that same way, and he finds that she has uh, passed away. But anyway, getting back to our told Yitzchak, and he's, again he's bothered by the same question. He goes, and so on. So he knows, just like the Ramban knows, that that's where they live at this point. And then he says, I just will skip a little bit. Now that's his brother. That's Rabbi Yosef Karo's father. So now you know also that his brother has passed away by this point. Achi. השיב לאלו הספקות ואמר שכוונת אברהם הייתה מתחילה לקבר הוא ואשתו בארץ קנען, לפי שארץ ישראל מחפר את אבון, שנאמר וחפר אדמתו אמו. והעם היו שב בנושא אבון, ולפיך כשהרגישה בעצמה אפיסת הכוחות ויתרון החושה וידה that when Sarah already was feeling elderly, and she knew she wasn't going to live that much longer, she asked to be taken to Hebron, so she can die there. And that's the emphasis that the Eretz Canaan. Again, not the way that I said it earlier. Oh, you know, the their the stranger to land isn't theirs. No, that this is the land that will be theirs. Now, that's very interesting that he just now what he just now said, and it's actually going to cause for us an incredible problem, which goes back to the map. And I, I think I once told you that one of the most difficult episodes that, or not even episodes, one of the most difficult. Topics that I ever tried to research and I constantly had difficulty trying to figure it out and that's because there's con- There's con- there's different information which contradicts one another It's the map of Israel What exactly is the biblical map and is what was promised to Avram the same thing which was described to motion? The same thing as Yeshua. What exactly is the boundary of the land of Israel and perhaps for us right now where does the land of Israel end? And for that matter, is Eretz Plishtim, all of Eretz Plishtim, or some of Eretz Plishtim, is it part of the biblical land of Israel or not necessarily? Which means the, what Rev, Ephraim Karo just now told us, it's not. There's a difference between Eretz Canaan and Eretz Plishtim. And she wants to be buried in Eretz Canaan, that this is the holy land. You know, there's many, many Jews, you know, that's the reason why a lot of Jews don't want to say, The only way they're coming is afterwards, after 120, so they, they don't want to say it anymore. But, uh, but that's exactly the point. Is that she wants to be buried in Eretz Canaan? She wants to be buried in the place that they were promised, which then leads to this question: Okay, what exactly is the status of Eretz Plishtim? You know, for Shmita, if you don't, for whatever bizarre reason, don't rely on the Hetz Machira, then uh, that's actually quite important. What exactly are the boundaries of the land of Israel? But you just now saw the the, the opinion of uh, some interesting fellow, a, a fellow Rabbi Ephraim Caro, who had a very significant son, Rabbi Yosef Caro. Who that was his opinion? By the way, wh- wh- I, I want you to note something else. In uh, I, I looked up a little bit about the biography of Rav Yitzchak Kara, who tells us over, and uh, look what what's in yellow over here. Bishnat fifteen seventeen, Masar uh, et Sifro told Yitzchak the Tefos, but Israel, Achlo Barur imigil leBesoif Eretz So there's different opinions, but towards the end of his life, he did the exact same thing. He tried to travel to Israel, and the only question is if he ended up there or not. So I found that to be fascinating when you keep in mind that that's exactly the Torah that he heard from his brother, that that's what she's doing. She wants to go to Eretz Canaan. She wants to be buried in Eretz Canaan. So as I said, it could be that the person who's telling this, of Cairo, was so impressed by the Dvartora from his brother that he actually tried to do this himself. And and that actually colors the whole thing differently. Yes, they lived for many years in uh, Eretz Blishtim. What exactly is the status of this, we can debate. And it, it, is, a, it is a complicated uh, issue. Um, but I, I want you to note something else then. <laughs> and, and this part we're going to do relatively quickly because, I, I, again, I have a very specific point I want to get here. Where does Yitzchak live? So the next time we see Yitzchak is after the akeda, and it says, ba mi bob ro'i so where exactly does he live? So if we go back to our map over here, so somebody imagined that the Berlachari is all the way down there. By the way, it's even further south in Eretz Plishtim. I don't know how much you know how serious to take a, a guess where exactly this is, but it's in the Negev. That much we do know. So how far down in the Negev? So Yitzhak lives down in the Negev, as uh, which is you know not all that close. Not all that close. I mean. Okay, Be'er Sheva may not be all that far, but, you know, even Chevron is further away. But that's that's where we're told that he is. That's where we find him after the Akedah. Avram goes to Beersheva, but Yitzchak apparently continues to go further. And again, keep in mind, Avram's alive for a long time. Avram's going to be alive until his grandchildren, Yaakov and Asav, are 15 years old. Avram is still alive. So it says that he goes to Eretz and Negev. Next time we see him in Peret we're told... That after Avram vihi ach reimote avram vi rechelukimet yitzchak benovi yezhitchak in Ber lechai So he lives down there by the Negev. I mean, he's pretty consistent over there. Later on, okay, if you want to know exactly where Ber lechai is, we're told earlier that this B'midbar al ha'in b'derich shur. So that's where this map got there. But Derek Shur, this is midbashur Shur, so that's why Derek Shur, that's why this map was showing it all the way down there because there was an earlier Pasuk that identified it someplace on this Derech. Now again, in the beginning of the Derech, further on the Derech, how far down the Derech, but again, it's not, a, it's not a terrible guess because this is presumably what Derech Shur is. So that's why it identified it in that way. In source 34, we're told, again, Right, um right. When Avram goes to the Negev, where Ben Kader, Ben Sure. So again, Bigar, So again, that takes us down this area, Eretz grar Sure, all this is Negev. So again, giving us the identification where Ber Lachairo is, and that's where we tend to find him later on in source thirty-five. So then, what do we find? Grara. He goes to Gar. And by the way, I don't think any of you till this moment imagined that what Yitzchak actually did during the Rav is he went north because all of us imagined that he went south. Am I correct about that? We all thought he, would, must, oh, he went south there. But no, he lives further south and he actually goes north to Eretz graar to uh, to where Avimelech is. And then we're told afterwards, Vayal Misham, Vayal Misham beersheva And then afterwards we find him, Yitzhak Beersheva, When Yaakov leaves to go, you know, off Vayetse Yaakov, right? When he put on his hat, as you all know. So where does he go from? Vayetze Yaakov, Mi Bersheva. So it seems to be at this point that they now live in Beersheva, So Yitzhak's life... The only places we seem to see him are Beersheva and south, Eretz Plishtim, Graar. Yitzchak is all in this area, all the way down over here, with, of course, one exception. So that's where Yaakov leaves. When Yaakov leaves, where was his father? In Beersheva. Where did he live? B'Yal Beersheva. Where was he most of the time? Further south, Gerar. What's the one exception of where we find Yitzchak? And that's source 38. Vayavo Yaakov, Yitzchak of Mamre, Kirit Arba when Yaakov comes back to Eric's where does he find his father in Chevron? And what are we told right afterwards? By you. And then he gets buried. And where does he get buried? Of course, in Beersheba, which I think absolutely supports the thesis of Rabbi Ephraim Karo, that Yitzhak lives his entire life further south, either Be'er Sheva or further G'rar or further south, Be'er but when it comes for him to die, Then he goes to, or the exact description that he had of Sarah, when the tzaddeket, and she's older, then now she wants to be buried in Eretz Canaan. She wants to be in this place. Apparently, when Yitzchak gets older, and he knows that his uh, days are numbered, he also wants to be taken to Eretz Canaan. Specifically, he wants to be taken to the place that they have, uh, at this point, a family uh, uh, cemetery, and he wants to be there, which means the the only time we find Yitzchak there is when he's about to die and then when he dies. Every other moment of Yitzhak's life, we don't find him there. And I'll say it again, I think this supports what uh, he said. So therefore, if that's the case, we can go back to Sarah. And I love what, uh, what, what maybe we never heard anything from Ephraim uh, Karu before. He had a hush of a son. Rav Yosef Karo is uh, is among all you know the Tamil Chachamim. He's really quite uh, significant, but no. And his father died when he was quite young. And as I said, Rav Yitzhak Karo uh, raised him. But not only did he raise him, he also kept the memory of his brother alive. And uh, he taught us uh, this approach, which I think is uh, I think is brilliant and I think is convincing and we find therefore that Avram as the Ramban told us he does live in Beersheba and they do live in Beersheba and therefore they, they set out for the Akedah from Beersheba and that's why it takes 3 days and after the Akedah they go back to Beersheba and they live there a lot more time but when it comes time that Sarah senses, or Avram senses, then, t- then they move. And where do they go? Then they go back to the land. And, and Hebron is quite significant. I mean, Hebron is where Malchus-based David is going to emerge from. This is going to be from Yehuda. This is going to be, you know, for us, our prime real estate. And it's at that point, again, there is this argument we can have exactly where Eretz Peshtim, and who owns Eretz Peshtim, and where exactly the border is, and is Eretz Israel. Let's not get into any sfakot. She wants to be buried in Hebron. She feels that's the right place. Of course, if you want to say all of this a little more spiritually, you can say, and they know that Adam is there and Adam and Chava are there. You can say all of that, but I don't have to go that far. Because if she wants to be in Eretz Kanan. She has a sense, you know, I will, I, oh, again, I want to say, oh, up, she wants to be in Eretz Canaan. And then I'll say it again. I think if you look at Yitzhak's life, you have the exact same situation taking place, but it's even stronger by Yitzhak because there is no time that we find him there other than that last scene of his life when Yaakov comes back and he sees his father before he dies and then he gets buried over there. Other than that, we never find Yitzhak there whatsoever. So that's, again, I told you that I, touched some of these things before, but I've never gone in uh, this exact direction with, again, in my mind, uh, imagines clarity as far as way of solving uh, the the problem of here, And I, I think that, again, there's a lot of merit to this. Again, Rashi will follow all the Midrashim, the Ramban follows all the Psukim, and the psukim and the midrashim take us to two different places. And that's where exactly where, then, where we have the problem. We don't want to imagine that they broke up. We don't want to imagine they lived in different places because uh, we want there to be some uh, peace and tranquility. And we would imagine, we'd like to imagine that get along with one another. We don't want yet another broken marriage. right? So if we don't have to break them up, let's keep them together. And that's what the Ramban insists is Pashut. It has to be that way.